top of the day, everyone. Welcome to Hot Garbage True Crime Edition. I'm your host, Nisha, and this is my beautiful best friend and co-host. Who the badass. Really quick, before I introduce our special guest that we have today, I want to give a shout out to Steven and all the crew in LA because I went to LA yesterday. I was like, you know, flown out and I'm going to be part of a really important documentary that's going to be coming out. And I, I can't say much more about that, but it's really, really important and it's going to be on Tubi and I'm excited. I heard you got the real celebrity treat and all that too. Oh my gosh, they treated me like the queen that I am and I they're so awesome. Got like, flown out there and everything. Yeah, man. they were so wonderful. Like I can't wait to work with those gentlemen again because they were like the best and it's just like, it was amazing. Okay, I'm a little jelly. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> well, and we're gonna, they, um, Steven actually gave me a really case, a good case because he actually listens to our podcast mm-hmm. and he gave me a really, really good case for us to do so we'll be doing his case coming up like soon, like in the next month or so. Oh, Steven Mysterio. Yeah. <laughs> but getting back to why we're here, we have a wonderful guest, and her name is Monica Mundy. And she's going to talk to us about her wonderful son, Torian, and, you know, just about the, you know, tragedy that happened to her and her family and how she's moving past it. So thank you so much, Monica. Hi. Thank you for coming on the show. Monica the oh, Mac Mundy. Yay. Thank you guys for having me. I'm getting excited. Yes, they, I'm so happy you came on because, like, me and you, we, we talk a lot and stuff like that. And you're just such an amazing, wonderful person. So I appreciate having you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. And so, so really quick, can you say Torian's name again? Because I really, like, want to make sure I have it. <laughs> yes, Torian. It's spelled T-A-U-R-E-A-N. Torian Dorte Oh, that's that's a powerful name. Oh, that is using the English language right there. Yeah, it is. T a u r. Oh, that's okay. awesome. Okay, okay. Yeah, now that sounds like a regular label. Yeah, and actually, I'm actually going to put some, like, snippets, if you don't mind, like, um, on this show, can I put, like, some snippets of his music or even, like, a whole song on here? I do mind. What? Oh, sure. <laughs> <Don't>... <laughs> Don't mind Buddha. So Torian was, and I'm like, I'm going to have to say it three times, <laughs> but Torian, he was a very special, you know, human being. He was a father. He was a musician. You know, before we get into the tragedy of what happened, can you kind of just tell us about Torian and his life and his legacy and his music? Okay. Yeah, Torian, he was, uh, he was a very special child. At me, when I was um, five years old, I had a surgery um, a hernia surgeon. I was told I could never have kids. So um, at, in 92, my mom passed away. You know, I got out there, I got wild, I became pregnant. My family thought I was telling a story. It was like, you know, you're not pregnant. You can't have kids. You, know, you, you were told you couldn't have kids. I was, I'm a big woman, a big girl, so you couldn't see I was pregnant. I, I was at home making party mm. favors for my ready to have my baby shower some of my family was like you're not pregnant you can't have kids you know mm. I, I was told at five years old i couldn't have kids so mm. i gave birth i died giving birth i was in a coma for a month mm. when i woke up i saw them chasing oj simpson on tv and he was so, handsome too who oj right, right, no right. not oj i'm talking about tori and he was really handsome <laughs> I can't wait to put the pictures up. It was just confusing about that moment. I'm sorry, but uh, Torian had me on my cougar status. Oh, girl. <laughs> he was gorgeous. That's why Jackie got the, the, the 
T Mac. Can I just call him T Mac for the rest of the show? Sure, be my oh, okay. yeah, she's going to come after some T-Mac. Oh, whatever. Right, right. So, so he was a miracle. To me, he was my miracle child. You know, he, my, that's how you became my miracle child. So bringing him up, you know, he, he did everything. You know, five, he started at five years old. He, you know, started off with a little red, a little red act mm-hmm. at a stage play. He worked his way up to, you know, I had him in everything. So I tried to have to find his parents. I had to know, find your kid's niche. I, I found his niche. You know, I did him. And he did tap dancing, karate school, um, um, piano. You know, my brothers wanted him in football. Bring him football. He he couldn't throw a ball. He couldn't catch a ball. He you know he was not an athlete. Yeah, <laughs> football is not the answer all the time. Yeah, football is not always the answer. Yeah, You're right. He was not into that. <laughs> He did swimming, you know, but so entertainment was his niche. At, at 10 years old, he did film. You know, he, he oh. did a doctor on Gavin Newsom's. He won first place in the Urban Children's Film Festival. Okay. You know, oh. That's a thing called Baycat in San Francisco. You know, he cut the ribbon with Kamala Harris because he was the first student um, in Baby Hunters Point to, um, oh. to to be a student in the film school they started in Hunters Point. He was the first student at that school. Oh, that's um, amazing. Like, I'm feeling like really less accomplished with my life at this point. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Listen yeah. to everything T Mac did right. by so 10 years old. Benjamin Brad, the actor Benjamin Brad gave his first award at about 10 years old. Oh, wow. Wow. At 10, before, at 10 years old. So he had done all this by 10 years old. Exactly. He's DJ. He's a DJ. He was too smooth at first. He started DJing two turntables to the class. He was you no know, DJing. He, he at, at his fifth grade graduation, he DJed for the graduation at the, in front of Willie Brown at Willie Brown. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. You know, yeah, he got he got into the School of Arts at Soda in San Francisco. He went to high school Soda at the School of Arts. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So, you know, so then, you know, he became, he, he opened up the E-40, he um, cheaped the sneak, um, Clyde Carlson, he did all this before 15 years old. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. He was really talented. I did hear, you know, some of his music, and he was very good. Like, this guy was definitely the limit for him. Right, I think at right, 15, right. I was still learning how to microwave burritos. <laughs> good so he already had a stage presence and swag and everything so he already he was ready right polished yes 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 everything he got in he won Every, all these little cyphers were jumping off and he got this little cyphers performing every time mom i won mom i won mom i won yeah oh that's so awesome so when would you say that were you guys looking to get him like a record label or were you going to keep him independent trying to get him signed every time we go to um, producers and we come in here and they would say okay give me them suits you got he'll start flooring it and they'll look at me have you 40 ever heard of this little nigga <laughs> you know? yeah and I'm like well 
we trying to get him to him. We trying to get him to him. So he looked at me one time like, Ma, you know what? We're going to stop following these other people. We're going to make them follow us. We're going to stop chasing after all these labels. We're going to make these labels chase us. He said that one time to me. Yeah. So I looked at him like, you know what? I'm going to let him do his own thing. So he said, we're not doing no 360s. He's going to be independent. He's going to do everything digital. He's going to do it on his own. So he started his own little label. Oh, that's awesome. That happens. That happens. So yeah. Get iced out records. Oh, that's awesome. So he was a businessman. Every like he just had so much going for him. Right, right. And, and I became his manager. I started managing him and he had a few more partners. I would manage all of them. We started doing road trips and going in you no know, um he just, he just started to me he started blowing up him and um they call him young t.o back then he was mac wine he would go perform with um young t.o young t.o would come to some little clubs we had set up and um young t.o now he's um he was called mac wine back then i know everybody know him now as young t.o he would come perform with us and and they would just have a great time Okay. And I know that in addition to all of this, he was also a dad. Your granddaughter is very beautiful, by the way. Oh, yeah. She's a handful. Yeah. She's a very beautiful girl. And I, I feel like she looks so much like her dad. It's scary. <laughs> Everybody said she's a, she's a second and she's a split image now. And I know that you had mentioned that his oh, his goal was to buy you a house because, you know, he wanted you and his baby to be, you know, in a house, right? Right. That was his goal. He's been, ra- he's been raised up as all challenge section eight. You know, he's struggling. He, you know, he kept a job. He's been working since he's 13. You know, he finally got me a little job at Tesla. He was excited. So he was like, Ma, I'm getting this job. I'm going to make it big. I'm going to blow up. And I'm buying you a house. That was his goal. Every radio <laughs> I'm, I'm getting you a house. Oh. <laughs> you know? So I was like, okay, well, we're going to get this house. He's looking at he's looking these papers. He's showing me these $3 million houses. I'm going to get you this house. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Now that's not the model son. I swear. <laughs> I'm like, man, right. I'm still trying to get my son to pay his own phone bill. Like he was good when he had, he had, he had a job and was working, but you know, right. Hey, well, he, he would always say he's going to give me a house, but I had <laughs> hell getting to pay rent. <laughs> right. Huh? That's so funny. That is, that is the truth of it all. Yeah. That is the truth. Tell me about right. it. Isn't that hilarious? Even if they got a job. Yeah. They still, for some reason, can't pay you. Well, yeah, it's the funniest thing. I I was talking to my daughter about that because I believe that, you know, once she graduates and once she goes to college, she's going to come back and live with me after college just so she can save up because we're talking about home ownership for her. And then I told her, I said, I'm... Go ahead. I said, I'm going to charge you rent. And she said, it doesn't make sense. Why am I coming home paying rent for the same room that I've had for like ever? And now I'm going to come back and pay for it. I was like, yes, you are. <laughs> Good. Right, right. One time we got interviewed and it was like, oh, you guys are such a, you and your son are such a major mom and, and son uh, management team. I said, girl, I quit on him every week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's you guys were so cute. Yeah, yeah, we were a perfect couple. I miss them so much. Well, I was gonna, you know, speaking of that, I was gonna, you know, tell you, you know, I know it's hard, but can you kind of walk us through, you know, that tragic day, kind of where you were, like how you found out everything happened? Can you kind of like walk us through everything that happened with his accident? 
Yeah, when he had just started, when he had been with Tesla, um, I say nine months, him, he had started um, um, carpooling. Hmm. So he left that morning. I mean, he worked graveyard, swing shift. So he left about maybe, I'll say, four o'clock that day. You know, I was like, oh, you know, I'm used to him coming home at maybe five o'clock in the morning, six, depending on his hours. He never showed up. So I'm waking up, I'm thinking, he's not here. Here come 9 o'clock a.m., he's not here. I'm calling his phone, like, you know, you working overtime? You, you ain't called, you haven't walked home? You working overtime? Like, even though he was a rapper, you didn't think he maybe was out at the club somewhere? Or no, selling drugs? Was, this, this was Sunday morning, he was there, he come home. You know, even though he was, even though he's 26 years old, he's still mama boy, he's T-Mac, and he... He, you he know, he still think he got a little gangster, but still, you know, he, he was, you know, he, yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's the, what you see on the outside is different on the inside. I'm Mama Mac. It's yeah. imagery. Yeah. yeah it's, it's image. You know, he's never been to jail. He's never been in trouble. He, my son was a good kid. He was good. He was cool. You know? Yeah. So he, you know, he didn't come home. You know, he, he let me know. He called me mom. I'm going to breakfast. I'm coming home. We had a little routine. I can imagine that's the most traumatic thing that you can hear. That's every parent's worst nightmare. Right. And then I thought, dang, because he had just gotten to it at his job. And he said somebody was trying to bully him. Because, you know, he was touring with a little dude. He's like a buck, yeah. buck 30 or buck 25. Mm-hmm. So he had said somebody was trying to bully him at school. I mean, at, at, at school. Somebody was trying to bully him at work. Some big dude. And he had to check him. Because you know, he also was a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Said, yeah. So I was like, dang. You know, and I was at first I was just all trying to circulate like what happened? We did what's going on? Well, I didn't know what the, I was like, damn, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Mm. 
Oh my. And so how did you find out that it was, you know, as a result of a drunk driver that caused this to happen? I just started getting called. People started calling me. Tony, um, what is this? I don't even know. I'm trying to make up some shit now. I don't even know. I just, then he told, the officer started telling me, you know, drunk driver killed him. He, uh, hit him. She hit him head on, butt naked in the car. What? Um, yeah. co-worker was with him. He killed his co-worker too. And then they started getting deep into detail. You know, a couple of days later, they started getting, when I went to the coroner's office and shit, they told me, I was like, oh, then I started getting mad. You know, they started telling me, you and your son was a hero because he, the way his bones were broken up and you could tell he tried to stop the impact and he put his feet out and he put his hands out and mm. he saw the car coming and he tried to stop it and he was a passenger. So as I understand, they were on the freeway, your son and his coworker, and that girl got on the freeway in the opposite direction, correct? Correct, and she had been driving for a while because apparently some people were calling in to the police department saying there was someone on the freeway driving the wrong way. That's... And she was so intoxicated that she had no clothes on. And she was butt naked. She, had, she had, apparently she was at her friend's house, and they were drinking. And they had got drunk, and they had went to um, uh, they had some white claws, and they drunk six bottles of alcohol, and they were smoking weed. And I don't know if they got to argument or what. But she stormed out butt naked. I don't know what they were doing. Maybe they got hot in the house. Who knows? Uh-huh. And, uh Oh my gosh! And then jumped on the freeway, and just completely intoxicated and unaware. And she lived through the whole thing. She had scratches and bruises. They found her crawling on the freeway, but naked. She was crawling on the freeway. Yes. So, so what happened? Was she thrown out of her car? Is that why she was crawling? Um, no, she probably got out. But she, so she actually had a bruised wrist and a few scratches. She didn't get hurt. Wow. So, what type of vehicles was she driving? And what speeds were they going? They didn't tell me the speed she was going, but I think she was in the Ford uh, Fusion, and Toy and then was in a Honda. Oh wow. my gosh, that she is. Was two, uh, she was in a rental car. She had a uh, twenty twenty Ford Fusion, and that's the year they got killed. Twenty two in a twenty twenty rental car Ford Fusion, and Toy and was in a uh, like a two thousand eighteen um, Honda. Well, see, and I think that it's crazy because her license was already suspended, so she wasn't even supposed to be driving that Ford, right? Right, right, yeah. right, right. And it, it, it's what makes me mad because it's like you can't always, like, bail your kids out of situations. Like, her mother had rented that car for her because she couldn't rent the car. And it's like, if my kids came to me and asked me to rent them a car and their license is suspended, it's like, no, your license is suspended for a reason, right? Right, right. <coughs> right, you hate to be that parent. She's 27 years old, so, I mean... I mean, how stupid can you be as a parent? Right, absolutely. You know, the mother should feel just as, like, you know, as responsible because she shouldn't have rented that car. She knew why her, her daughter's license was suspended because it was for previous DUIs, correct? Is that why her right, license? Right, yeah. Right, right. So she was a multi-offender. Yeah. And it seems like I hear these cases a lot where people will multi-offend with DUIs and then finally kill somebody. Like, that happens. What they they told me was, Mm -hmm. she, um, four years ago, people on the internet started sending me all this stuff people don't even know. She was arrested four years before that um, uh, with methamphetamine. 
in Jackson County somewhere. Wow. So they didn't relate that. They did not relate that to this case. They said because it wasn't DUI, it was uh, methamphetamine, and she got released on her own cognizant. So they didn't relate that at all to this case. They were trying to just give her. They were trying to give her just four years at first. Oh wow! And that and she killed two people because she killed your son and yeah, the coworker. She and his co-worker named Maddie. She killed them both. That's crazy. Four years. Four years. I know people People go to jail longer than that for drugs, and they're trying to give her for four years. For killing dogs. Right. And she killed two people. And that's what I was saying. I think some of the laws for some of these, you know, drunken incidents, they need to be a little more stricter, you know? Oh. Right. And she didn't get murdered. She got manslaughter. They couldn't get her murdered because... She didn't, this was her first DUI, so they couldn't give her a murder. They had to give her a manslaughter. Oh, okay. So, so because I thought her license was suspended for a previous DUI. Right. It, well, okay. And they, told me she did, and they also had nerd to tell me it wasn't with intent, and um, she didn't have a weapon. Wow. The car is a weapon. So I had to, uh, so I had to have ooh. a meeting. I called, I called the um, head DA and had a meeting with her, and I had to let her know. You know, my son was no average nigga that she killed. And um, that um, if it was their kids or something, they would drug this case through hog shit to make sure she got what she's supposed to have coming to her. Right. And, and I told him that when she got in that car and put that key in that ignition, it became a weapon. And she turned the key, that shit was with intent. Right, especially because she was intoxicated. I mean, she was so intoxicated, she was butt naked. So there was no question of her being intoxicated. I mean, she definitely shouldn't have been behind the wheel. And yes. And I mean, for me personally, but. her friend, I mean, because like me personally, if I have, you know, an argument or something with my friend, they're not leaving my house intoxicated. So I don't understand how, you know, would you let your friend like leave the I house? Girl, friend, friend, you, know, you let you your friend leave there. the house. That, uh, mm. for me personally well that, I feel like that saying is true friends don't let friends drive drunk so even if I you mean, have their keys friends don't let friends drive look it's it's a very and I don't want to sound like I am in no way an advocate of intoxicated drinking uh-huh. but there is a good amount of intoxicated drinking that does happen off of different types of forms of intoxicant whether it be pills of medication right. marijuana and almost, almost a very often of t- enough time is a level of alcohol in which a person does determine where they feel they're comfortable with it driving. And friends don't let friends drive, but let me tell you, when somebody's on that belligerent level, and I mm-hmm. have seen it, um, it's not that you let them drive. You almost got in a whole butt fist fight with them. So if I was drinking right now and did. I was like intoxicated, falling out, would you let me leave this house right now? I would do my best to not, but you don't understand is you're going to be fist fighting me and clawing me in my face to get to your car. You right, you right, you mm-hmm. right because 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 her friend was on on um, on the stand and she said that they was started was going to fight. She said and she let her go because it's there like it is. they was going to start fighting. It was, or she said, you ready for me to kill her? Are we choke each other out? Somebody get hurt? Would mm. you let her go? Yeah, so it's kind of like a, it's you don't really know what to do because you're either going to get your ass beat or you're going to let them go and they're going to kill somebody. Right, right, and they get extremely aggressive and then they have the understanding. But even though there's an ignorant understanding, that's one of of the things and people that have an alcohol problem must identify the fact that they have a problem. A lot of people actually don't like to identify their id, what it's called in something of Taoism and Mm -hmm. Buddhism, Mm -hmm. is identifying the bad in you. Mm-hmm. And they don't like doing that, but a lot of people don't want to direct that because it makes them feel like they're a bad person. Yeah. But 
in doing that, you start to understand, like, I need to change this badness in me and, and, and be able to embrace and understand your bad. So that's why they have them do that. I'm saying all that to say that most people, when they're intoxicated and they haven't been in that big car accident, mm-hmm. they haven't done anything big and tragic, they feel like you're that worrisome parent. You're just a person that's over here trying to wish this bad on them when they don't think it's ever going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, they're, yeah, they start feeling like nothing's going to happen and you're just tripping, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. So, in this case scenario, the friend probably shouldn't be held responsible because the girl Mm-mm. left her house because, you know, like, that's hard. She probably did everything within her willpower to stop her. Yeah. But from adult right. to an adult, we are all still people that have our own rights. Unless you, like, to... hide the keys and act like you don't know where they are either. That's a. I mean, but if, uh, but if she'd have to really believe that you did not have anything to do with those keys because if she feel like you hid them or had anything to do with the disappearance of them, you're going to have a violent drunk on your hand. Mm. And now they're in right. your house, so that's another thing. Yeah. But yeah. Right. God. Right. That's so hard. And my only thing was, I, me, I sit sometime here and I'm like, dang, I just, I be trying to sit here and put myself in that, at, in that minute of the question, like, you know, because, because it's also a picture on his Instagram that mm. he took literally a minute before the accident. He took and put on his phone. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, because his friends, his best friend said, Mom, I just got the phone him. He got pictures he put on the freeway. So what did he, and you don't see any lights. You don't see any cars on the picture. You just see an empty freeway ahead of him in the front. It has a time on it. And Torian took the picture right in front of him in the car right there and in. Um, but you don't see anything. So it's like, did, was he taking a picture of the car coming in front of him? Or was he, was he seeing... Why did everybody's like this is a weird picture? Why did he put this picture on his Instagram? Wow! So it's like a minute before. I yeah, don't. Cause the, yeah. Because on the date they have his date. They said the crash happened at three forty-five, and the photo on the thing says three forty-one. Wow! I wonder what he was taking a picture of. That right, is. So everybody's squinting and trying to see. Do they see headlights coming? Everybody's trying to see. Do they see a car coming? You don't see anything on the freeway. Well, especially if you guys did a head-on collision as such, yeah. I don't believe she may have even had her headlights on. Yeah. Right. So that would make right. it extremely but difficult. But trying to figure out why did he put that picture on his Instagram. That's, yeah, because yeah, that is random. I wonder why, unless he was, like, saying, you know, just got off work, you know, and taking a picture of the freeway. I don't know, because I don't know if he would have seen, seen her coming at that point. I don't know. That's a good right. question. Right. Yeah, that's haunting though. That's really haunting to know that was like right. the last picture before the incident. Right. So that was that was then I was like, Well, did it hurt? Did he flip? Because, you know, Nettie, his coworkers, they said she was pinned in with the storm wheel. They had to pry her out the car. Oh mm. gosh. And with Torian, so I didn't. I, I had just bought him some new diamond earrings because his birthday was May twelfth. So I just just bought him some ear, that, his ear was off. I didn't get his earring back. Oh, know, his um, ear came off. Yeah, because I didn't get his ear. I didn't get his earring, and I looked. So when I see him in the coffin, I was like, okay, I see why I didn't get his earring. You oh know? my gosh! And what and what date did this accident happen on? June 7th. So it was like literally right after his birthday that this happened. Literally right after his birthday. Oh. So. And on, and on June 19th, June 19th, the day, the day we buried him. So that's coming up in two more days. Oh my gosh. 
So his his side of the car is what took a majority of the impact. Was what it sounded like. Uh, well, it sounded like it was bad. But from my understanding, Betty was um she was stuck between the steering wheel and the car. So mm. um they never let me see the pictures of the car. I see pictures of um Camille's car. I have pictures of those, but I didn't see um Tori and Nettie's car. Um she just hit him head on. Oh my mm. god. So Nettie was driving and Tor uh T Mac he was in the passenger side? Yes, they both had their seatbelts on. Oh, my gosh. So, the lady that did this, like, how was she in court? Was she remorseful? Like, what did she have to say about this? She, she never, ever, never, ever looked me in my face. I want her to, I want to look her in her face so bad. She was remorseful. She was, you know, snippling and, and tucking, you know, she was crying. And, you know, she kept her head down all times. One of um, Tony's, um Chili Garden friends, she yelled out in court, bitch, what you crying for? Yeah. Now she could, you know, the judge kind of looked at her, she didn't make her get out the court because she understood, but you know, um, the um, the girl, she didn't um, she didn't look at us like one time. I went to court, I'll say, four different times. Mm. Well, and it makes me wonder what was she really crying for? Was she crying because she was in trouble or was she crying because right. she's really sorry? Right, I said she crying because she's in trouble because I feel like why even fight us when you know you did it, you know. Oh yeah, because oh, so so pled, she pled not guilty. Yeah, she's there for fair fight. I guess she's fighting not to do her time fighting because you know fighting. If this, I'm still going to court. I'm going to civil court now with them. Yeah. Now I will say, I have not dealt with this, and this is one of the reasons why I am sympathetic towards people that do get intoxicated because it's it is real life. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people don't know that ninety, like the people that get caught a good amount of the time are kind of like the ten to twenty percentile. Yeah, a good amount of people get in the car and be are intoxicated. It's almost, yeah. it's, it's almost perpetuated mm-hmm. in that whole sense of being deemed okay, mm-hmm. of knowing your tolerance, quote unquote. Um, but I will say I have seen because of that, because of going through that myself and personal experience mm-hmm. of now I didn't I did not thank God do anything uh, violent didn't hurt anybody. Uh, I just I was a, I was a little bit over the level and I talked crap to the police over there to pull me over, mm-hmm. you know. And so he threw the whole book at me that he could. I, unfortunately, it was like the lieutenant too. I didn't know that until afterwards. Oh gosh. Yeah, I did not know that. But I mean, hey, so he he had the power to flex on me. And let me wow. know like what could happen if you if I was like a real wow. offender. Yeah. Um, wow. But I will say in watching and listening to the paths, the family mm-hmm. more than just the loss of the the the, the loved one, which mm-hmm. makes it very horrible. Yeah. The family actually has to deal with years, and what I'm hearing again is yeah. obvious mm-hmm. that I think I want to make it. I'm saying this to make it a public announcement to let just let you guys know how much that drinking does affect someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Is the family can go through this for decades? Yeah, uh, you know just the that back and forth. By her killing Torin has destroyed. When she killed Torin, I felt like Jesus. She killed me because it's like she, uh, it killed me, and it it's like I had to resurrect. I had to kind of like come back alive. I'm still coming back alive because she killed 
drunk drivers kill dreams. They kill people's dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They kill a person. They totally kill a whole generation because you have to kind of bring yourself, to, especially your parents. When you kill a, because our parents must have died for us. You, our yeah. kids are not right. supposed to die before us. Um, all this shit that we've done, all this building and trying to find Tony's niche and find what he was good, perfect in, and find what he loved, and then I, me as a mother, backing him up and traveling and putting my money, investing in it, and him really doing what he's doing, and he knew what he had plans, and investing our money, and me becoming his manager, and yeah. you know, all this, uh, everything we building and building, and then for this drunk bitch to come and just... Um, kill him, you know, yeah. and kill it, kill it, kill it. Not just his dream, our investment, what we could, what we've been doing. Yeah. He did movies, he did acting, stage plays, we travel. You know, he just come and ah, bam, lights out, kill it. Right. That's 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 his income, my income. That's college um, for his daughter. He yeah. had dreams for his daughter. He wanted to put her in dancing school. He wanted to put her in, let her experience what he experienced through her life. Yeah. A week after he died, I got an um, email saying, congratulations, Torian got this role in this movie. I had to text him and say, unfortunately, my son is deceased. I had to, he had to turn down a movie role a week after he died. Oh, my God. Mm, mm, mm. That that bitch just took everything from you. And, he, and- was, he, he, he had just got offered, and um, Sandra A. Smith did, was, was doing, I was producer, and Sandra A. Smith's um, um, Julia Styles, Her for Love, and he had a oh, role yeah. in that. Yeah, oh, he had see? a role in that. Yeah, and that's a good movie, that. too. I, I, literally, I literally backed out of being a producer in that because I couldn't even do it no longer because I was, I, um, I, he had just got killed. So I, I had to, that's cut off my producer role in that and his, his part in that because he got killed in the middle of doing that. Yeah. And what I feel like, what she's also explaining, as I was alluding to, mm-hmm. is it's longer of a recovery of someone who's gone through this tragedy. It is. It's because... In, it's not because they're a horrible person. The person that's gone through it, want, the person that did the crime wants to file an appeal. Mm-hmm. They want to, you know, get an earliest time. Yeah. They want to try and show how they's changed. Yeah. So what the, 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 what's the horrible thing is the person who's the parent or the people who's the closest to them have to keep appearing at court. Yeah. And keep having to relive yeah. this story of what's happened right. to their child. And speaking of it's right. like... And it's like, it's like, it's like, bitch, you living, you living, yeah. you, I have to tell you, you're living, and, and then she, she, uh, so she, she ended up getting 10 years, so I had to go in there, because I had to go in there and That's keep on telling the story, I had to keep telling the story, oh, Tori, he did this, he was so great, he did this with Kamala Harris, he did this, I had to keep on going through this whole story to these but white people, because that's who they are, talking about what the system was the system. She wasn't a killer. She did, I had to keep, they keep telling the system, the system, the system. So I had to keep telling the system what I went through all my life with my child, how the actually drunk bitch killed them. Yeah. I keep going through all this, you know, and they don't give a damn. Okay, they gave her 10 years. Let's keep me out when she's 37. Yeah. And I think she, well, she only got, what, eight more years to go? That's like coming up soon. Yes. That's that's yes. not even yes. enough. That's... Oh, yeah, so I'm sitting here, so while I'm sitting here living to die, because I feel like, okay, that was my only child, you know, and what am I living for now, you know? Then I, so then I start saying, you know, um, I got mad at God, so I'll cuss him out every day, telling him I can't wait for to heaven to meet you. Oh, I got some, oh, I got, we gonna get in the boxing ring. Yeah. Know, <laughs> I, yeah. So what good with you? What good with you? Be praying to you and grace a good child. 
everything, did everything, he helped people out, he, he never went to jail, and my mama taught me to get on my knees for you, and I damn near can get up because I'm 300 some pounds, so what good was that plan to you, and then you do this, and they say, you know, all these people telling me, well, God had it in his plan, mm. Will he know what he was doing, he's a loving God, loving, you know, so then I turned against him. Yeah, and it's it's easy. I I know that you were angry, like that. I mean, because it's it's hard to understand, like why, like there is no why. You know what I mean? Like he was just going home, minding his own business. He was a good man, taking care of his family, and then out of nowhere, someone just took everything from him and from you. And it, it, in the Christian families and households, especially in the brown community, yeah, African American community of that. Um, and I, my mother has a PhD in psychology. I was taking it in, in the beginning stages. It is actually something that causes rebuke if you don't allow a person to give their grieving and have their grieving. Yeah. I was mad at God for the same similar reasons of what she did because I had lost a child, so I understand it. But I'm saying is when you have a loss, when Mm -hmm. you have a problem, you cannot just wash that away on some people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just be like, well, God had a plan. Some of that stuff has not an answer that this God's plan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, because we all still are in the world of free will. Let's all remember that. That's written in the Bible. And we all still in the of the world of man. Yeah. And they have the laws in which they have to abide by in, in, in the world that it is. Yeah. You know? And he said, I think he says that in Psalms. Mm-hmm. But the point is that we, not everything is God. You know, some stuff is man. Some stuff is problems. Some stuff is, you think God made pollution? Yeah. You know, God could destroy the ozone layer. We had some of the stuff. I feel like humanity doesn't take their own accountability. Yeah. Cause it definitely wasn't God on that freeway that night. Right. It was her that did this. You know what I mean? That was, you know, irresponsible and did this. Right. Woman. Right. Right. I was telling everybody, just leave me alone, let me live. I told them, I'm God, because I died and I came back, so I'm Jesus, because I'm here, you know. I'm living, I'm here, I died, and I'm back, you know, so leave me. So I started putting my grief and my anger into, you know, into keeping, to, but I, I said, okay, so we have all these entertainers, all these actors, all these artists, artists here in the Bay Area, and I feel like Tori didn't get his recognition, but people didn't recognize him because after he died, and oh my God, he was the next Tupac. Oh, he was tight. He was now you guys recognize him after he's dead, you know. So why is it like that, that, right? You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm about to get a whole lot of flack for this. But this is this is Brown Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not saying, I don't, I was just saying that I, I feel like we embrace too much of drug dealing and too much of like black boy stuff that's not, it, it's something that we had to live with in our culture, like eating chitlins. But that's not actually something that's a healthy part of the culture. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When you actually, right. that should have been bigger standard for somebody, somebody like this who's doing stuff positive in the world 
and didn't have a record and doing stuff where it was a, it's a true tragedy yeah. with his brown lives and black lives mattering. Yeah. Versus somebody right. who's a known drug dealer who's who's known to also fight with cops and then get shot in one of the incidents of that. And that gets all on the news. But then somebody like this, it, it, I, this is the first time I've been even hearing of it. Right. And I was going to ask, did, he, did this get media coverage? Was he on the news when this happened? You know, every, everybody that called me when they saw him on TV, they thought he blew, they thought he made it. It's like, they like, when I saw him, they like, ah, T-Mac finally made it. Ah, he finally blew up. When they saw him on this news, them, them saying he got killed, everybody said they thought that they were saying he made it, he finally made it. Oh my god! Because it was so poorly covered. Yeah, and I mean, even the officers yeah. uh, obviously had, they thought it was a woman and calling the terrain. Right. You know, right. so at that point, you I, as a citizen, I'd be like, I don't have a daughter. Yeah. And so I almost would question whether or not you even know what you're talking about. Right. And then simultaneously, once you do figure it out that you are know what you're talking about, I'd feel less than nothing because I'm like, damn, you guys don't even know, boy or girl. Of was born to me with this society, right? Like there's nobody who put this on file. Doing his documentary, I was like, and every time somebody said, you know, even Young Kurt, Young Kurt died. You know, he did a film. Young Kurt got history. Young Kurt died a month after him in the car accident. Young Kurt um, car turned over, flipped over a few times. Young Kurt died. He's a hip hop artist too. He died in the car accident a month after Torian. And they just Torian has done stuff with. Basically, damn near every um, um, the jacket gave him a award. He won the Boom Five Thousand Award. He won the Nineteen Five Hip Hop Award. Torian's done so much music with so many people. He's done a song with um, Big Ol' Neezy and Curve Talk, but yeah. people didn't know who he was. You know, yeah. done, I, they called me to go to Queen in uh, in the Bay Area. They called me Mama Mac. A lot of they called me to I, I can connect you with a lot of people in the Bay Area, but they didn't really know who we were. And he asked if he go, he's on. Um, Spotify, he's on Apple, he's on YouTube. His news is on the platform, you know, but don't, didn't nobody, because if we didn't have the money to issue out there to pay you, so we, we, we couldn't, you, you don't blow up like that. You ain't, if you broke, you ain't blowing up. These things are true. Yeah. And I and it's really sad, and I know that you did do a documentary, and, and it won an award just recently, didn't it? Well, um, that's something I wanted. To, I was begging to do. I had to do it. I wanted to do a documentary so bad. I said, you know what? I can't. I'm still his manager. I'm not dead. My son may be dead, but I'm here and I'm still his manager. Yeah. I'm not going to let his name die because the bitch killed him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I couldn't. I had to do so. I said, I'm going to die. I'm going to die if I don't do something. So I did a documentary to tell his story. People tell me I need to do a movie about my story. You know, I, you better do a movie. And I'm going to do a movie. Yeah. Once I do the budget. Give me a cast. I'm doing the movie. But I did a documentary called uh, The Life of Tori Dorte Lee, T-Mac Music. So um, it made into um, people in the Bay Area who I worked with were telling me that I couldn't do it. I wasn't going to do it. I'd stay in my lane. Or they were trying to charge me thirty, forty thousand 40000 to help me do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I had to go on the internet and, and keep on. I found this great um, Jose Perez, Los Angeles, California. Didn't even know him. Found him on the internet. He came up here and met me. And the same day he met me, we started shooting this documentary. And I got the documentary done. It's been in two film festivals in Hollywood. It was a um, it was honorable mention. It didn't win, but we made it in two film festivals: Santa Clarita um, Hollywood, um, Film Festival and Beyond Hollywood Film Festival. And we're finna, um, we are now we're streaming live on um, Discover TV. Um, it, be on, it got accepted for Amazon Prime, and it just got accepted on Free Movie TV. 
Oh, that's um, good. Congrats. And I'm going to put the link because um, I, I watched it too. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes so people can check it out. So that's going to be another way that you guys can check it out. Yes, yes. So and we, shout we, out we, to um, cameraman castings and uh, people that are, you know, the up and coming, kind of like the Blair Witches of the movie genre industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, just because just you get a million dollars don't mean you're Timbaland. Yeah, you know, right, right, right. So it's just hard. The industry's just hard on us, underdogs. That's okay because if you're not a quitter, you're not a quitter, and you're only a loser if you don't try. Yeah, Mm -hmm. agreed. Well, I think that like the most beautiful part to this story. You're only a loser if you don't try. Yeah, Mm -hmm. agreed. Well, I think that like the. So T-Mac actually, you know, did end up buying you that house. Like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Kind of like the meaning, because this circle comes full story, which is sad he's not there to enjoy it. But can you tell us a little bit about that? Story comes full circle. Yeah, well, I did get my house. He did his dream, did, you know, he spoke, but I got it because, unfortunately, through his insurance, because, you know, he had, he worked for Tesla, and, um, once he passed away, his insurance came, and that's how I got my house through his death. So, but when I did get the check, I know I was sitting there and I hold the check, looking in my hand, and I couldn't believe it. So I ripped the check in half. And um, when I went to the bank, the lady looked at me and she was like, "Well, why this check looked ripped in half?" I had to explain to her, "This is my son's life, and you know, and." and is this what he meant when he kept saying, I'm going to give my mama a house, I'm going to give my mama a house? Because is this what he meant? I'd rather live, you know, in a homeless encampment, eat cans of beans the rest of my life. Right. So I looked at the check and it was like, you know, damn, you know, shit. It didn't, you know, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, when I bought the house, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got your house. And then people would tell me, well, you got one good thing out of it. This is one good thing. I just, yeah. all that just hurt me. Yeah. It just hurt the fuck out of me. Like, one good thing. I, got, I couldn't enjoy it. Cause right. I was like, There's nothing, like, good about it at all. Because right. he needs to be there to enjoy it. Right. So I'm like, damn, his death bought me this house. You know, damn, this is, this is a... I kept on saying, damn, it's not, it's not, I can't enjoy it. He's not here. He said he's going to buy his mama a house, but not with his death. You know, what the hell? Right. And, but you know what, I just want to stop and, and, uh, you know, talk about how, how much of a trip it is. Like, you know, when someone dies, people automatically think about the money. Like, oh my gosh, you got this house and like, you know, this money and stuff like that. And as, well, I think we was talking about life insurance, remember, on yeah. one of our episodes. And you trying like, to get me to sign you to my life insurance because yeah. <laughs> you immediately think about the money. Whatever. Well, I had but, to buy the house because cause, cause, cause I didn't know how much I was. You know what? Somebody, an outsider can You know how much you, I guess they knew somebody in town yeah. and they found out how much I was getting and they put it all out in the streets how much I was getting before I knew how much I was getting. Oh, wow. So people would call me, oh, you know, you know, um, I, you know, I, I, sad to me, I'm giving, you know, me, my son's dead. I'm not, I'm, I'm giving money away. Right. Oh, my car broke down. Oh, I'm two months behind in rent. Oh, uh, my son, I'm giving away money to people I'm thinking love me. People, yeah. I don't care about money. I don't care about money. I got all that. I got, 
five, damn near five hundred thousand dollars. So I don't give a fuck. I fuck, fuck this money. I know my son did. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And here comes the vultures. That's what I mean. People prey on people's right. death when they should have been there for you. Yeah. Everybody left you when they should have been there for you. They turn threatener. See, that's some bullshit. And your son died. Like that. That's what I mean. People right. only care I, about then money. I, so then I started. People think you. I start. I start having dreams. You know, where I hear him saying, "Mom, you know, stop just thinking with your heart. Just think with your brain. Stop thinking with your heart. Think with your brain. You know, stuff like that. People don't love you. People don't love you. And I'm saying, damn, I didn't win lotto. I didn't win lotto. What the fuck? You know, yeah. Mama, get your house. Mama, get your house. See, and that's good because okay. even though he's not there, you know, to enjoy it with you, at least it's like a memory of, you know what I mean? Like he's there with you, you know, through the house, if that makes sense. Because no, it is, it is something that he, he didn't buy it for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. And fuck all those people that only cared about the money. Like life insurance, sometimes it's a blessing, but it's a curse too. Like, of course, I always say you need it because you don't want you your families to, to have to worry about it. it. I know you think. <laughs> but, but, even, but I've heard people say, I, I one person got on Facebook was so mad at me, started hating. I, they had they got on Facebook talking about he already he already this already getting the house because a son died. This already getting the house. Oh. Son, they really got on Facebook and was so mad was saying that. Oh my gosh, wow. people are people are a trip. Like you really people find out they are. You They're really find out who cares face. about you when a tragedy happens. I understand now. It's, I think it was Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. That no, Eddie Murphy did a horrible movie, so I can't say it was that. It was it was a comedian. No, it's Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle said he's stopped doing comedy because mm-hmm. he's waiting for people to laugh again. Everybody's just a bunch of haters. Oh yeah, everybody's just bitter right now. Yeah, right. and it's getting worse. Yeah. Like, people are just so bitter, and everything is just, I don't know. Like, everything you do is just negative. Yeah. People are negative right now. That's right now. I'm saying, I say, I need positive. I need positive. I don't need nothing negative. I need all positive. I started a foundation called the T-Mac Music Foundation. It's mothers helping mothers raise boys to be men. That's like all young boys know how to keep wallets in their pocket. They didn't know mm-hmm. how to tie ties. You know, pull out chairs for their mothers and sisters and open up doors. You know, bring shivery back because that shit is gone. You know, I need to, we need to try to make this real back because, I mean, if you did, you did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But your legacy lives on. Yeah. Your legacy will always live on. And I mean, I know that he was a wonderful, wonderful man. Like, it's just so sad that he was just gone too soon like this. Right. I told people they need to leave me alone because I'm trying to get positive I can because I could have been negative with this shit. You know, like, this, this, this grief, death, and death. And when your child is cooking, you can turn to the devil. I could have been the devil. Yeah. And I, I, I'm trying to be, I'm turning, I'm being positive. I could have, I could have, people, oh, if I was you, I'd have been, I'd have tossed some shit up. Yeah, I could have. I could have been the devil, but no, you know, 
everybody's different. I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to give back. I did a toy drive for Christmas. I'm going to do a back to school. I'm going to give her some backpacks for the kids. For, there you, you know, go. I'm trying to do mm-hmm. stuff. I did my documentary. I want to do a book. I want to get some grieving parents together, some grieving mothers, and write about how they get over their grief. You know. And it is needed because I was one of those parents that had lost a child. Mm-hmm. And I felt like no one understood until I met a guy that lost five children. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See? And then it's not just us mothers. It's also men. A lot of men, they strong too. But deep inside, they go through things too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's worse for men because it's like they can't show their feelings. Uh, you know, society has said that they can't show their feelings. Especially in the brown and black community. Oh, I would yeah. Say it's, it's very hard because therapy is frowned upon. Yeah. Uh, then you have the perpetuation of the gangster of uh, the hood life. Yeah. And you want to be stronger and show that image at all times. So there is some degrading things yeah. that happens mentally to these men that have no way of understanding how to deal with them. Yeah. And so that's why wow. a good amount of the brown women get these broken men oh, that yeah. have that don't understand even how to cope and deal with a lot of the things they've gone on with. Yeah. They're just taught to kind of suppress it and it comes out in its own ways. Yeah. And that's really sad. You know, that's why the whole, like, family can end up broken like that. Yes, it definitely can, because that is the leader of your household. Mm -hmm. And that is the guy who you're looking at to try and understand how to basically keep this life thing together. How are they supposed to know what they're doing? So if they're the person who's doing good financially, and that's the part that is badly looked upon. I think it's it's badly uh, uh, glorified because of the fact that a good amount of these guys will be able to bring in the finances that are broken inside. That's true. I agree with everything you said, except for the man is the leader of the house, because he's not. The woman is. Okay. But how do you guys think a drunk driver feels once they get sober and realize they killed someone's child or someone's Oh, my gosh. Like, and that was one thing, too. Like, as I'm putting myself in that place, if you're a person that really cares about people, and, like, let's say you're not a bad person, you just made that mistake, and you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm in jail because I was drinking a driver. Do you find out you killed somebody? I don't even know, like, how I would process that. That must be, like, the worst moment of your life. I was in the class doing this. I was actually in a class with a young Latino guy. Oh, really? And he drank with his friend after work, uh-huh. and that happened. Oh my him. god! Well, how did he process it? Uh, it's still something very hard. He went to jail for a couple of years and all that. And he was like a jail treatment, like a real criminal. Yeah. And he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. And so that's kind of what turned me into being kind of an advocate because it's also changed his life mm-hmm. and something he completely regrets. Damn. It's, it's a hard. It's. What did, did he kill a child or who, what, like, who did he kill? Like, uh, he, he swerved into the a lane of thinking the light wow. was green, but it was uh-huh. red. Uh-huh. And so he just drove through a light and like T-boned a person in the car. Oh my gosh. Like, I, I think that, cause like you said, like the lady, I, I'm not sure if she's remorseful or not, but I think any average person is going to, you know, be remorseful. Cause most people that's drinking and driving, they're not like serial killers or murderers. They're just normal people that have jobs and stuff and they happen to drink too much and they went out and killed somebody. So I think that will wear on anybody's conscience. Like, I don't I, know how your life I, is going to I like to believe same. that. I like to believe yeah. that too. I don't, your life won't be the same. Like that's always you can't bring that person back, no matter how much you apologize, repent. There's nothing you can do to change that. I don't that's, know. And Daddy's and Tori's coworker, she had a 19 year old daughter. She had one daughter who's 19 years old. So you know, her, her daughter told me she looked at me and said, "This is my first death I ever experienced in my life, and it had to be her mother." 
Oh my um, gosh. Can you tell us a little bit about Nettie? Just a little bit about her? Because I don't want her to be like left out. Anything you know about her? Right. Well, I just know that Nettie, she's a very beautiful uh, woman. She was 46 years old. I know she had a daughter who was um, um, 19 and she had a husband. Um, me and Nettie's brother, we talk and joke, you know, periodically on Facebook. We see each other, we laugh and joke and stuff and say stuff on, you know, their anniversaries. I know Nettie loves butterflies, so I always post butterflies on my flyers and stuff when I do little things. Um, and um, Nettie was a beautiful person because she, um, she met Toyin at Tesla because she, she worked at Tesla also. Mm-hmm. And um, I was there picking him up and stuff, and she would wave, and I would wave. She back, was backing out the driveway. She loves, I didn't really know much about her. She only, she only started um, riding with her two weeks before the crash. Oh, my gosh. So, and that's what I was going to ask. You know, so... The, let's go back to the lady that you know did this horrible crime like have you thought about like writing her in prison and just writing her a horrible letter like just putting all your feelings out there like what is your feelings about communicating with her and just forcing her to I give you an explanation wrong. at first I thought about if I ever saw her you know, if I, you know I would like to see her in the grocery store or something so the pots can accidentally fly off the shelf or, yeah you know. there it is but then, you know, I'm 56 years old. You know, she's 27. Then I had to think about, you know, what if it was me and I was drink driving and, you know, I, you know, she didn't go out just saying I'm finna get in the car and go kill Tori and Eddie. You know, she made a horrible mistake. Yeah. I want to go sit down and have a talk with her. I want to go meet her. I want to look in her eyes and see. It depends on her. Yeah. That's another life that I'm going to. If I'm gonna jump over the table or if I'm gonna sit there and listen to her. So are you planning on going up there and seeing her? Yes, I wrote a letter, you know, I wrote a letter. Mm. I'm still going through civil, a civil case with them, so I have to all that is on hold, but I did okay. write a letter. So you wrote the letter, so, but you haven't sent it yet? Yes. Okay. This is a process. Like yeah. Yes, yes, I would. I would love to go up there. I want to know what, what, how does she feel? I can't say what she was thinking because she was drunk, but I would like to know how does she feel? You know, how, yeah. how does she, what, looking at me, she said, just how I'm touring, you know, how you took his life I'm I'm, I'm still lost I'm you know just uh, teasing me you know so I'm still lost Uh, he's gone well speaking of which what is her life after prison look like like what is you know put in place to where can she never drive again like what's going on with that once she gets out what what is she what is she gonna have to do she's never she she, she can't she's not supposed to be able to get a license again she can't um drive she's not supposed to um she's gonna have to report to um report or report once a month um for 15 years or report once wow. a month to parole wow. um, so um, she even if she lives to be like 80 90 years old she can never ever get a license ever again in any state right Okay. Wow. I always, I always wondered that how that works if you like kill someone. Because I said there's people so that have never own a car. Yeah, she can never have a car ever again. So that that answers my question because I know there's so many people that's multiple offenders. But I guess once you kill somebody, it's different. It's over. You can never drive again. Right. And right. that's drugs. Yeah, and that's how it should be, honestly. Right. Right. I mean, if it was an accident, okay, it was an accident. But they tell me don't know. Mothers did drunk drivers say don't we never call it an accident we call it a crash yeah absolutely that's what it is because it's not an accident because you knew you were drinking you know you didn't mean to kill anybody but you knew what could happen if you're that drunk i mean she was butt naked so she didn't even have any idea probably where she even was at that point right 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 i always tell people 
always wondered, I'm like, did it hurt? Was he in pain? They say he died at the scene. You know, I'm like, was he in pain? Did it hurt? Blah, blah. You know, I was, I was trying to put myself there, but then I, you know, they told me that when you're on impact and you get hit, it's a fluid that releases in your body that numbs you up. Yeah. And I was like, well, how do you know? They said, well, they had people that was in accidents that had their arms, you know, severed off and had their legs, you know, and they told them that they didn't even know their arm was off. It is adrenaline yeah. that does come through in the shock of the moment. And it is something that can even get people through being shot with bullets. Mm-hmm. But yet, yeah, that is a true thing. Mm-hmm. It is, it's so quick of impact. It's the same sense of, I don't know if you've ever dealt with a really sharp knife mm-hmm. or gotten a paper cut. Because mm-hmm. I used to work for a sharp knife company. I don't want to promote them, so I'm not going to say the name. Yeah. But <laughs> they have, and I still own some extremely high-level, expensive uh, cutlery. Mm-hmm. Those aren't just knives. They're called cutlery. Cutlery. Okay. Yeah, they're different. So I guess my Walmart knives are not called Oh, girl. Cutlery. No, 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 no. Okay. No, don't compare <laughs> your Walmart knives to these things, girl. You hear what I'm saying? This is something like Emerald Lagasse would pull out. Hell this no. This is not. What, what the fuck do you need stuff. those for? To cut my meat, girl. Are you sure that's all you're cutting? Are you sure that's all you're cutting? Because you always talk about me being the serial killer, but you're the one with the cutlery. Well, I will have the artillery if you ever need it. It is, and the same thing with surgical. Right? It's the same thing with surgical steel. That if something cuts you, I don't know if you ever had that moment. Where something actually cuts you really deep, oh my gosh, but yeah. you don't even know it. Yeah, your 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 brain didn't wow. process it yet. Yeah, and that's things that does happen mm-hmm. when the surge of adrenaline goes through. You don't know what's because your brain just doesn't want to doesn't have the processing function of the pain as well as the adrenaline pump through where it does cut off all pain circulation. Yeah, yeah. until it knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Wow. Well, yeah, well, you know, now I, I've been to the state capitol because I was one. I know I'm always like, okay, I'll be thinking about what if this, what if that, what if this, what if that. So now I'm, I've been trying to, I don't know why people don't support us. They don't support us. But I've been trying to get these strips put down on the freeway, right? You know those strips they have at bowling alleys? They got them at. Oh, the yeah. These things, right? The like, strips I, that I, you I, put I, down I, at the bowling alleys? They call the T-Mac tire tear. Yeah, is that the one that, that slows your car down? Or if you're at the bowling alley, it'll like slow the ball down like we don't really know what you're doing? They still shred the tires. If you yeah. If you go away, they'll just straight blow your tires down and just stop your car. You know, those, those strips they put down. Yeah. So I've been at the state capitol marching, trying to get them to get those on all the freeways to stop the Stop these runway, getting on the freeway, people to stop the tires. Nobody's, I, I was trying to get some side petitions. Don't nobody listen to me. Well, I think it's a good idea because well, that honestly. Is interesting but, how she approached that. Wow. Yeah, but huh. they are, and they already have that. Like if I, so if you go to the drive-in, for example, they have that to where you can't go out the wrong way. It says it'll blow out your tires. So why can't that be on the freeway? I mean, yeah. Father, who I, I know who does is business minded oriented, 
is there are people that complain and there are people that actually come up with solutions, even if the solution is absurd. Mm-hmm. It then gives you ground base of something to grow from. Right. I don't know if we need to be stripping the freeway, but now she is giving us a basis idea of mm-hmm. something preventative yeah. for backwards way driving. Right. I think that's a good idea. And if you and have a yeah. I, I said, I know one thing. If that goddamn strip was on that ground, my son would be alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's absolutely true. So, I mean, if there's a petition around about that, I would sign it. I mean, that's, I feel like that's our money should go for that taxpayer. I don't know about that. I got 5,000 Facebook friends. I put a petition on Facebook. I got two signatures. Really? There was a petition? Because I didn't see that one. I'm your Facebook friend. I don't think I ever saw it. There was a a petition? Yeah, I, I did it about eight months ago. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Ain't nobody going to, I feel like a fool. But ain't nobody going to support me. But I know that my son will be alive to strip oh. the freeway. Well, well, I apologize for that if a, I didn't I, see I, it. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm just going to be that advocate of, I don't know if that is the solution. Because there are some times when you just need to kind of back up, move from the traffic. Uh, some car accident happened and they're trying to re-guide you. It's backing well, up time. Those, those strips but, and stuff like that, they can lay them strips down and let them go back backwards. So them strips are where they can go lay them down. And if something like that happened, lay them damn things down. Okay, this is traffic. They'll lay the strip down. They can go back backwards over. Those strips are controllable. Okay. Well, if you are you going to re-put it back out? Because I probably wasn't paying attention. I did Something not see Something along it. those lines is what I'm saying. Something along those lines, I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I would sign it. And if not for nothing, I would support you. You know, I'm always going to support you, Monica. We're here. Buddha is here. We're all here to support you. Yep, I still understand. I'd be like, you just got to figure out something. Yeah. You got to figure out something. They, they have rails, so you turn them sharp turns, your ass won't go over the cliff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know what? Like, like I really, like, appreciate, like, just talking about the life of T-Mac, you know? Maybe for the freeway entrances. You know, you yeah, can't that's what she's talking about. That's what on the freeway. That's what yeah, that's what she's saying. Like the so, entr- oh, okay, oh, not on the freeways, just driving down, but at the entrances. Yes, at the entrances. Oh, oh, yeah, well, girl, yes. Yeah. Now that's a horse of a different color. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, because that's remember the lady got on the freeway going the wrong the way. The wrong so it's like, way. Why the hell? Yeah, and that's a horse of a different color. So, yeah, yeah, I yeah, feel like, I like that's, that. If you put I that like on the, uh, mm. do you still have that petition? If you have it, then I will sign it. Yes, I well, I'm gonna have to start another one, and I'm gonna have to maybe after this. And see, I already appreciate you guys because this um, podcast you guys got going on, people better, like I'm saying, people don't want to support you. Probably ain't gonna support you, but keep doing what you're doing because this is this is the next Oprah Winfrey show. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, thank you. Uh, don't tell this girl oh, that. <laughs> we love you, Monica. That's so awesome. <laughs> Oh, thank I, I you. Guys stuff. It's really, you guys need to go live. 
Thank you so much. And when you get your petition, please uh, send me the link because I'm going to put it on the show notes and I'm going to send out your petition. And, you know, I apologize because I'm on Facebook, but I don't know why I missed that. Like, I missed nothing. How did I miss this? I missed the petition. Dad, you always own that stuff doing this. I'll be, I be purposefully trying not to read any of that. Right. Well, well, I'm sending you the petition <laughs> so you can't avoid it. <laughs> Girl, I am not I on I'm social media. Too. I'm guilty, too, because I be seeing petitions and stuff and I'll overlook them, too. I'm yeah. Guilty. Well, yeah, and thank you so much for coming on. Monica, can you tell us like about any of your social medias and also T-Max? Because obviously we want to run his YouTube views up, you know? That's important. Right, right. Well, he can be, he's on all platforms of T-Max Music. That's T-M-A-C. Music is N-U-S-I-K. He's on all platforms. Me, I have a foundation. It's called T-Max Music Foundation. You can Google it. And then I'm on the LinkedIn of the Monica Mundy. Um, on Facebook is Monica Mac Mundy, and I have an Instagram that's Monica Mama Mac Mundy. Um, and I also have a magazine, Look Me Up magazine, uh, feature all the area underlooked artists who needs to be recognized. It says Look Me Up, so if you don't know who you are, you will after you read my magazine. Um, and I try to promote everybody who needs to be seen so they don't yeah. be underdogs. I was in the magazine. Remember when you put me in there for my book? Yes, yes, I was amazed about, the about all the books that you wrote. I was so amazed because <laughs> I, I, I won an award on writing a book in 2014. Yeah. And it was so amazed to see that you wrote so many books. Yeah, thank you. I'm amazed by it too. She's, she's a machine, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know if she's great at it. She's aight. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Don't be sitting there hyping her up with this Oprah stuff and now all these books. See, she aight. See, didn't we just talk she about haters? She's sitting down the street. That's who she Whatever. is. Whatever. We just talked about <laughs> haters. I See? Know you sound like he's your number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, buddy. <laughs> See? <laughs> Don't nobody know her. Yeah, we love Buddha badass over here. No, this love, this love. You just gotta keep you humble. You Andre three thousand. <laughs> I gotta be big boy daddy fat sack. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. When I, she better, she better watch out. I'm gonna write doing this movie. I'm be calling her. Oh yeah, and definitely. You too, Buddha badass. Oh no. Girl, okay, y'all breaking me out. We are gonna have to do this. She's smiling so hard because this is what she wants. Yeah. This is what she wants. <laughs> Us to go on tour. Yep, you're going to be the grocery store man. You're going to be doing something, talking shit to somebody. I can do that. <laughs> I can meet a person at the grocery store and start talking some with shit. That's knives, just natural. With your knives, cutting a piece of meat up or something. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can so picture that right now. That's so amazing. <laughs> well, this has been great. And do you know what we're talking about next week? No. We're, what is that? So we're going to be covering the case of Yolanda Holmes. So we'll, we'll talk about that. She was murdered in her bed. Mm. So we're going to get into that. Larry Holmes' wife? Uh, no. Who's Larry Holmes? A boxer. Oh, no. See, something you don't know. See, something You're I don't know. You're going to have a whole boxing episode. And I'm going to talk about all type of things you don't know. Yeah, this is going to be exciting. Well, if you guys want to follow the show, make sure you send us an email. It's hotgarbagenews at gmail.com. And there you can just write us, you know, write to us. Tell us how much you love us. Or you can tell us how much you hate us. Or you can just tell us what you want to hear from us, you know. And then we have our Instagram, Hot Garbage Show. You can join the Facebook discussion group, Hot Garbage True Crime Edition. And follow my Twitter because I'm an author as well at Author Nisha. I'm sorry, not Twitter. Did I say Twitter? I meant 
TikTok, mm. author Nisha, at TikTok, author Nisha. And then at the end of this show, we're going to hear from Tareen as well. So we're going to hear songs. two songs from Tareen. So you guys have a special treat. So right after this, there's two songs from him because we want to, you know, we want to, what, honor show him? Show support. T-Mac, we, yeah, we're gonna, you're gonna hear from T-Mac. Did I just call him Tarina again? I meant Tarian. I'm so sorry, Monica. Mm. Tarian, I cannot get my lips you to are say a that. police officer. Might as well call him a girl. Oh, no. Anyways, <laughs> T-Mac, we're gonna hear some songs from T-Mac, and I'm gonna put the link for that special documentary in the show notes, and I think I covered everything. Do you have anything else to say, Buddha? Girl, you know you always are appointed to cover all of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, take care and watch your back out there.
Chubby, 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 chubby style. It's west side, baby, man, it's where it's going down. A pound, a ground, now baby, touch the ground. I'm headed to the something, do a show up in a town. <laughs> I'm backstage with my care folk. And if you ain't fair, nigga, what you here for? You talking biz? Nigga, let the kid know. I do a verse for some cash, I'll do a show. I hear my nigga YG with a new slap. He said, my nigga, yes, I got it, send it right back. I hear a line show, nigga, what they gon' say? It's T-Mac, and they going brown anything. Okay, thank you, dude, with a dog, get that money, I spend it, dog, get that nigga like really don't throw my cash in the titty bowl, get a bear while I'm in the car, and my niggas be going hard, man, I'm really just going hard, and I'm thugging you for me, boss. And I'm trying to make it nasty, 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 and I'm trying to make it nasty.